0: Well welcome to uh, my blog and um, today I'm really excited to have one of my very best friends and uh, the wonderful Mike Betts who some of you will know um, some of you won't know Mike has been a real father figure to me for probably what, 15 years something like that mm. and um, Mike is, uh, has been a church leader for many years and now serves lots of churches all over the world um, which keeps him busy, keeps him off the streets. Um, but one thing I just felt like I wanted to kind of have a, have a bit of a chat with Mike about and hopefully draw out of him was Mike's kind of just a few observations that he um, he, he can make um, about the decades of his life, not necessarily absolutely every decade. But um, uh, Mike, thanks so much, first of all, for making a bit of time and and being here. It's great. Good to be here on this guest, a guest on your blog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Feels like being on Radio 4. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I guess many, many people listening to this will feel um, my life is totally unique, not just in a good way, but in a bad way. And, you know, the highs and often the lows, the apparent disasters, no one's ever gone through. And I feel very alone. And one of the greatest things I think, Mike, i've seen in your life and the way you serve me so well is by often um being very vulnerable but also helping me realize there's nothing new under the sun so mike why i'd love to hear from you um some kind of delights but also disasters um some tough times as well as the the high times Mm of your 20s, of your 30s, of your 40s and you're now mid 50s I believe 55. I think. So a man probably in the second half of his life. Uh, well, I think I think we can safely safely say that. That. yeah yeah. So yeah, so so ramble away Mike. Yeah. We we want to hear from you and your thoughts about okay. different life stages. Sure. No, it was a very, it was a fascinating
1: question. I'd never really I'd never really given it thought um until you you know suggested the idea. Um I suppose if I uh, one or two things spring to mind from each thing I mm. think probably ages you know age naught to ten, first ten years of life actually quite significant yeah uh so my father died when I was eight, mm. and I can remember that very crisp even now wow. when i'm fifty five I can still remember I can remember my mother walking into my bedroom it was two or three days after Christmas day uh and just saying uh, you know dad's gone." Wow. Uh, it was just one of those moments you never forget. Um, and interestingly, that that so that was like a kind of disaster time. But mm. the the delight was that the summer before that, he knew he was dying. He'd had cancer for a number of years, lung cancer. Mm. Uh, we went on a last family holiday to Switzerland, and we were at Lake Geneva. Mm. Uh, I can remember we were at a place called Montreux we were in a hotel called the Grand Hotel which is incredibly grand now in those days it wasn't quite so grand but I can remember we down from the hotel there's a jetty onto Lake Geneva which Mm. is a beautiful place and he taught me to fish it was our last holiday together he taught me to fish and I um, developed a love for fishing which even now I, um, I still fish today it's still one of my key hobbies and I suppose a delight of that time of life, probably into my teenage years as well, was i i in the absence of having a father and quite a lot of loneliness and all the rest of it i mean my mum yeah great mother she did, did did her best and yeah uh, all the rest of it and um but i my love for fishing I know it sounds a simple thing, but a, mm. lo- a love for fishing actually got me through. Mm. um i think that those years wow um, so that was just a, an observation that came to me
0: and you still fish now
1: i still fish now yeah i still love it still find that very um
0: yeah energizing enjoyable and
1: i still actually fish with a friend of mine who i've known since those we started fishing as teenagers mm. um and we still fish together now 55 I'm, we're still we're both now about 55 and we started fishing together when we were about I don't know, 11, 12? Wow. We still fish together every year. Um, Can I?
0: uh, Don't worry. I mean, this may well end up being a two-parter mic, I sense. Uh, Can I? What? what? That's a big deal, isn't it? Losing Uh, your dad at age. It's huge, absolutely huge. And as a Christian, how has your faith stepped in? What has it Mm. looked like for you to both process the impact Mm. of physically losing your dad? and then the Christian claim that God is a father. Yes. Well, I think
1: one of the things that was, even in those, my eight-year-old confused little mind, um, my mum said to me that the last thing he said to her was, I'll see you in glory. So wow. he, he was a believer, okay. he knew Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and it was a pre. had been a preacher, he'd been a, a church leader, he, you know, he, he, mm. he loved the Lord. Uh, so, my uh, little young heart was very impressed that a man could say with mm. his dying breath, I'll see you in glory. Yeah. So, in some ways, that gave me uh, a very childlike, simple belief that it's all right to say for people to say yeah, I believe in Jesus when everything's going well. Mm. well when you're about to take your dying breath and with confidence you can say I'll see you in glory almost as if yes. I'll see you next Thursday sort okay. of thing. yeah yeah <laughs> to me the reality of his faith was this wasn't just like a a crutch to lean on when no. you're when life is you know going well but you're pretty much in control mm. this is no you know you're dying mm. you know and then what you really believe does come out mm. so I suppose even in my own simple little way at that age I kind of settled the matter in my heart. No, God is real. Jesus mm. is real. And he's got my dad with him. That's okay. okay. So I think then um, my mum remarried when I was 15, 14, mm. which is another, that's both a delight and a disaster. <laughs> Because at that age you're becoming kind of a sort of a man yourself, and there's a new person suddenly introduced into your life, and and a lot of stepfather stepmother relationships are very common today. Yeah, Um, and I've been through all that, and we it started off very very rocky for me and my stepdad. We didn't get on at all. Really didn't get on at all. So that just made me fish more because I just just wanted to let me get that out of here. Yeah, Um, and there was quite a lot of tension with that. Um, he didn't know the law, he wasn't a Christian, so okay. she married a non-Christian. But after a number of years, he had the most remarkable conversion. Really? Yeah. He was in a he used to go to church just to keep my mum happy, really, sometimes. But yeah. he was a he was a detective inspector in the CID murder squad, really hard, you know, very, Goodness. very hard policeman, you know, yes. seen everything. Uh, so a bit cynical about Christian things and all the rest of it. Yeah. But he... He was a lovely man in his own way, but you know we just clashed a bit, I suppose, two men in the house. Um, and I remember one day there was a conference on a local church. He went to that conference with my mum just to kind of keep her happy, I think, really. And in the middle of that meeting, I remember walking into that meeting, and it was the nearest thing I've ever felt to revival. I felt the presence of God in that building. It was thick. with the, You could feel the weight of God's presence. And the guy... Preached and at the end of the meeting, he just—I don't know what the appeal was—but my stepdad said he saw a visible light, like a like a beam of light, come from the roof of the building on mm. on him, and he heard God's voice say, "I want you," and he said he just wow. lifted his hands to the Lord and surrendered his life to Jesus on the spot, and from then on for the rest of his life. I mean, they both passed away now, but he. He uh, followed the Lord faithfully for thirty plus years. After that, and I would say he was one of the most gentle, the gentle soul. He he would cry very easily. Wow. He'd gone from a, you know, quite a hard, yeah. man to a, such a gentle, tender soul. And we became such good friends. And he said to me once, "I couldn't love you any more if you if you were my real son." Wow. It was very powerful. Wow. So. I think for people listening to this who are, are in step relationships mm. it's it's just good to know God can bring incredible mm. redemption and incredible transformation whether you've lost a father lost a parent you're now in a relationship perhaps that you know you're not in control of I've lived through uh things that you think well how does that work and and seeing Jesus's incredible transformational power yes um with that um wow and even to the point where my mum and stepdad passed away um after a a couple of years ago after a a seven year long battle with um she had vascular dementia he had alzheimer's so we sort Mm. of cared for them for the last seven years of their life which was in itself very traumatic so even people perhaps listening to this may have elderly parents who they're Mm. having to care for the kind of sandwich generation where you've got young kids and elderly parents. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, there's a whole story there of delight and disaster. So life has thrown many things our way. But honestly, I've seen Jesus do remarkable things, even in circumstances you can't really quite... You, you can't If you ask God the why question, you're not yeah. going to get the answers. Yes.
0: But if you trust him in the middle of it, yes. there's plenty of answer. Mike, w- would you have any thoughts about, I mean, in your situation obviously your stepdad's transformation was really significant, um, becoming a Christian and mm. the um talk a bit about, I guess, even uh, for many people that won't be their story. They they will ultimately still um with their stepdad or their real dad or whatever, still they'll still be a oh, you know. Mm. How has your heavenly father almost aside from mm. both your real dad and your stepdad um what does it what's it look like for you to really experience mm. confidence that he really loves you and he's your real ultimate father? Yes,
1: that's a good question. I think because i would got no experience of what a father felt like. Yes. I did I've got no reference points. So mm. I wouldn't I can't even remember my father's voice, you know. So it, it's very difficult mm. to you don't even know what you're looking for, really. Um wow. but I remember after I'd become a Christian Probably a year or so after that, I was in my room and I felt God just want me to kneel down and pray. So I did, I just knelt down and prayed. And it was as if the room was filled with electric. It's the only way I can describe it. It was an electric, white feeling, mm. like bright linen uh, and electric, almost like everything felt like it was charged with electricity Mm. Uh, I find words difficult because I it was a it was not a it wasn't something from this world Mm. and in that moment I felt that was the moment when God baptized me in the Holy Spirit Mm. uh, which is a you know something Christians experience once they become Christians it's an empowering Mm. nearness of the Holy Spirit and one of the things the Bible says that happens at that time is he witnesses with our spirit that we are God's children Mm. that's one of the main fruits of it um and at that moment i knew the fatherhood of god in a way that has never left me wow. i have it is as if i have been fathered by the most perfect father wow and it happened in that moment i've never lost it never how lost how old it. were you then i would have been about 19 then wow i've never lost that sense of intimacy with god as father it's never crossed my mind and i've never felt alone mm. i've never felt orphaned i've never felt uh, it was a almost an injection of fatherhood that
0: I'm still somewhat high on. Goodness, that's an amazing blessing. Yeah, thirty six years yeah. later, I've never needed a fresh hit. <laughs> wow. I mean, you get top ups.
1: Yeah. I've never felt he's not my father. Okay. Never felt I've never felt away from him, di- di- you know, distant. What do you think? Of his affection.
0: What do you think is your favorite aspect of his of his? fatherhood of you
1: well we enjoy each other's company mm. um he enjoys my company i enjoy his company the, I, I don't know any mm. other way of it i don't have to work i don't have to work or earn mm. his attention he's not disillusioned with me ever because he hasn't got any illusions in the first place there's nothing i need to do to maintain the relationship he's initiated it he maintains it he he created me he called mm. my being he called me into being yes because it gives him pleasure so from start to finish i am his work therefore my uh, my privilege is to respond to the one who's begun the relationship mm. I, d- I don't have to Chase it. So good. Um, my value is in who he has made me to be. Yes. I value because he's created me. Yes. I value because he loves me, not because of anything I might or might not achieve. So, whatever I do, it makes no mm. difference whatsoever to my um, sense of his pleasure or my pleasure with him. It, uh, that's very secondary. Mm. Yeah. Now that's only only God can do that. I can't. That's not my temperament. No. Um, no, it doesn't mean to say there haven't been moments of great struggle as a Christian. There have been. But there was an underlying thing that mm. God did that has never never left me. Mm. There's been some dark, very dark times. But sometimes that's even a father's disciplining of his son.
0: That's different from an abandonment. Wow. Well, well, I think maybe it'd be great to finish this sort of first part Maybe you could pray for us, Mike. I think sure. many listening, certainly my experience when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Spirit, I didn't experience that immediate fatherhood thing. It's been much more of a process. Um, so I think for any listening, um, God's journey is always unique, isn't it, for each of us? Mm, but absolutely. But maybe uh, it'd be great in our part two to hear about you know your 20s onwards mm. and mm. maybe some of those dark days you've mentioned and perhaps mm. even how that fatherhood foundation has carried mm. you through but perhaps we could finish with you just sure. quick prayer for all of us listening yeah um, yeah in line with that sure father I just thank you that you care for us
1: far more than we understand or mm. ever really know and uh, i know that you care for everyone listening it's not an accident. People are listening to this. Mm. There's a providence in it. Thank you, Lord. There's always more involved than mm. we than we realize. And I pray for everyone listening to this, this blog right now. I pray, mm. Father, in the name of Jesus, that there would be uh, spiritual light, mm. uh, gospel mm. light, breaking into people's hearts. Mm. People who know you already just know you better. People who are asking big questions of life about is there a God, or mm. is Jesus? Is the Gospel real, Lord? Yes. I pray. Let there be light, just as you spoke at the beginning of creation. You said, "Let yes. there be light," and there was light. We pray, Lord, that you would speak creative words over everybody's life, even if, if I've touched areas that are particularly raw in people's lives. Lord, I pray that something of your of hope mm. will spring forth, just from sim- my simple story of how God met me in in extremity. Uh, we ask for that Lord in the mighty Name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Oh ma'am. Mike, thank you so much. Great. That's brilliant.